0: In Psychological Marketing, we teach you to speak to your customer's subconscious mind to get the results that you want. Join us now with your host, Mark Kumalab.. Once upon a time, there was a young man who was seeking wealth and fame. The young man was told the secret to all riches were found in a temple in the land where he lived. Inside the temple were all the secrets of the universe. The secrets of success, the secrets of joy, and the secrets of happiness could be found in the temple. So he set off for the temple. In order for the young man to find these secrets and to claim them, he must first enter the temple. The problem was that the temple was guarded by two ancient powerful gatekeepers who limited access to the temple. These gatekeepers had evolved to protect and guard the temple from unwanted intrusion. They are very good at their job, and it makes it difficult for people to reach and enter the temple. The first was a ferocious lizard named Spike. The lizard was the first of the guardians to be created. The young man approaches the temple, and Spike stops him in his tracks. Where do you think you're going? I want to enter the temple, replied the young man. I hear the temple holds the secrets to riches. The lizard replied, it does indeed, but I do not know you. You may not pass. Do you want to fight? I'll fight you. By the way, do you have anything to eat? I miss lunch. I'm hungry. I'd love a cupcake. Do you like cupcakes? I like cupcakes. Do you have a cupcake? The young man shook his head. He tried to explain how badly he wanted to enter the temple, but the lizard just ignored him. So he decided to go and see if he could find a cupcake and maybe the lizard would let him in the temple. After wandering the village, he found a baker who had cupcakes for sale. He bought one for himself and one for the lizard and headed back to the temple. He walks up to the lizard guarding the gate and says, Look what I've got. I have a cupcake. Can I enter the temple now? The lizard looks at him and yawns, I just ate. I'm really full right now. Oh, by the way, do you know the phone number of any cute girls? I'm kind of horny right now and would like to meet a cute girl. Do you have a girlfriend? Can I meet your girlfriend? Does she have a sister? Did I say I'm horny? The young man shook his head no. He tried to explain again how badly he wanted to enter the temple, but the lizard just ignored him. So he decided to go back to the village and meet some girls, and maybe the lizard would let him in the temple. He wandered the village and happened to run into a girl who said she's really into lizards and would love to have the lizard text her. The young man runs to the temple and hurriedly goes up to the lizard. Look what I got. The phone number of a beautiful young woman who wants to meet you. See, here's her picture. She's a real looker. You are one lucky lizard. Can I get into the temple now? The lizard takes the phone number and the picture. He stares longingly at the photo. He stares and stares, all the while ignoring the young man. The young man decides, well, I might as well make a run for it and see if I can get in while he's distracted. So he takes off for the entrance of the temple. Just as he's getting close, another guard appears. The next guard is in the form of a wolf. she the wolf snarls at him and he falls back in fear. From the ground, he meekly says, I just want to enter the temple. The wolf takes one look at him and smells of fear on him. She says, I don't know you. You don't look like you belong here. Be gone. The young man retreats a safe distance. He made it past the lizard, but now what's he going to do with the wolf? He sits there licking his mental wounds and he notices another person entering the temple. The person has a gift for the lizard, a nice game to keep him occupied, and then he strides up to the wolf. His posture is straight and authoritative, his demeanor is bold and yet commanding. He looks like he's in charge. He tips his head to the wolf and walks right into the temple. The young man is amazed. This man went right past the guardians without any trouble. Then he remembers the wolf saying, You look like you don't belong here. Maybe the way in is to act like you belong. Picks himself up, dusts himself off. He stands straight and tall. With all the courage he can muster, he begins walking toward the wolf. He breathes deeply and feel strength fill his body. He says in his mind, I belong here. I belong. He keeps walking and repeating the phrase in his mind. With every step, he feels stronger and more purposeful. And as he reaches a wolf, he tips his head and walks right past her into the temple. The temple is the mind of others. We have three brains, not just one. The oldest The lowest brain is called the paleocortex, or the lizard brain. The lizard brain is very primal in its pursuits. It worries about basic survival instincts, food, safety, shelter. Its life revolves around the five Fs, food, fear, fight, fun, and fornicate. It constantly asks, can I eat it, fight with it, mate with it, have fun with it? Most of everything else is boring, with a capital B. When it's boring, the lizard tends to ignore it and look for something else. This is the first brain we meet when we try to communicate with someone else. If something is complicated, the lizard will generally ignore it completely or greatly abbreviate it if it has to pass a message on. So what we're saying is that when someone is speaking to others, their lizard brain most of the time will ignore or minimize whatever's going on just to get rid of it. So how do you get past the lizard? To get past the lizard, you must either feed its passions or intrigue it. Why do you think most advertisers use sex appeal or glamorous models to sell things when they have nothing to do with the product? The reason is to get the lizard's brain attention. Influencing someone else is not about getting them to agree with your ideas. It's about getting them to like you or your product or idea. If the lizard brain feels good about it, you'll get access to the next level. If not, you get ignored, resented, or a fight will break out. Now, we're much too plight of society to actually fight most of the time, but we put on subconscious, passive-aggressive fights. Whenever we're told to do something we don't like, we react with resistance. We drag our feet, we ignore, we belittle, we make fun of it. It's a natural reaction. Okay, so once you get past the lizard, then what? Next, you encounter the wolf brain or the mammalian brain. The wolf brain is the keeper of order and habit. In an instance, the wolf will size you up and see where you belong, Are you an alpha, a beta, or a mega? A leader, a follower, or the lowest of the low? Based on where you fit in, that will determine when and if your message gets heard. Leaders get attention. They are catered to and deferred to in pack life. They get the biggest share, and their message is heard and heeded. Others will be listened to in order of their pack hierarchy. In a wolf pack, the order usually doesn't change unless there's a death or a challenge. Everybody's content with their place in the pack. With humans, our wolf brain quickly reads and scans those around us to arrive at a pack hierarchy. This is done automatically and involuntarily. The interesting thing is that we can change our perceived place by a variety of methods. We can literally become someone else. Not only is a person scanned and categorized, but so is the message. Does the body language, tone of voice, or actions match the message? Does the message fit into what we already know? Or is it way out in left field? Does the speaker actually believe what they're saying? Or do they seem phony? If the new information is outside the normal way of thinking, it'll get ignored. If the message... Or messenger shows weakness or ambiguity. It'll get ignored or minimized. Secondly, the wolf is always categorizing things. It wants to stick everything and everyone in a box so it doesn't have to think. This is a person, a friend, or a foe. Can I ignore them because I already know what type they are or what role they have? So how do you get past the wolf? Getting past the wolf is best done by being an alpha. Leaders get attention. Leaders get followed. Being an alpha gets you the attention you deserve. If not, it'll be a struggle to be heard. Another alternative is to be interesting and intriguing. New, novel, non threatening information that can't be categorized or pigeonholed will give the wolf something that is a challenge. Both the lizard and the wolf love challenges. Challenges are interesting stories, especially, especially ones that aren't predictable with a challenge or suspense are a great way to sneak your message past the guardians. In a sales situation, the decision to buy is made by the guardians. If they like you and your product or your story, they'll decide whether to buy. The human brain takes its cues and uses facts and figures to justify the decision that has already been made by the guardians. Decisions are based on feelings, not facts. So, what about the third brain? The third brain is our prefrontal cortex, the human brain. This brain deals in facts and figures, math and science, language and art. If left to this brain, we would probably never make a decision. It would keep analyzing and figuring and looking at options. If You want to have the person make a decision to buy something or approve a project, you've got to limit the options and choices or the human brain will bog down in analyzing all of the different options. Your presentation pitches, emails, marketing need to get past the lizard and the wolf brain to be heard. You need to start by getting their attention and interest. The way you talk and act needs to be as a leader, or an authority, or an expert. And you need to limit the options and the boring stuff. By speaking to the correct brain, you increase your chances of your message being heard by 87%. In this series of videos, we'll teach you how each brain fits into the psychological marketing concept. In order to get people's attention, you first need to speak to the lizard brain. There's a million things happening around you. What you're concentrating on will screen out most of those different things. And only the things that interest you or threaten you or intrigue you will catch your attention. So how do you catch people's attention? Imagine you're at a busy airport, walking down the corridor. People on your right, people on your left, people eating in restaurants, the hustle and bustle, people dragging baggage near you you're leisurely walking and thousands of conversations are going on announcements for different planes are going on and you kind of block all of it out and then there's an announcement with your name saying you pick up the white courtesy phone immediately you snap to attention how did that one announcement get through it's because it had your name attached or imagine walking down this busy street people all over the place on you're on the sidewalk <laughs> left and right, going back and forth, cars on the street and all kinds of noise, and you hear some change drop, and immediately you turn around to see where the money went. There's a part of our brain called the reticular activating system. The reticular activating system is designed to screen out everything except things that matter. Remember the last time you picked out a car and bought a new car? You're driving down the road, and all of a sudden you notice that every damn person in the world seems to have the same car in the same color as yours. Before you bought the car, you never noticed any of these cars at all. But now as you're driving, and from that time on, you'll notice other people who are driving the same car as you. Your mind will be picking out all these other cars because it means something to you. That's how the reticular activating system works. It looks for things that catches our attention and screens out other things that don't make much difference. That's how the lizard brain works. So how do you use that system to get people's attention? Back in early caveman days, it learned to protect us from danger. It pays attention to things, things that are new, things that are different, things that are moving, things that are novel, things that threaten us and helps us avoid things that could be dangerous. By using this fact and crafting your message in a way that will affect a person in the lizard brain, you'll be able to get their attention. One of the principles that happen in the lizard brain is that we are twice as likely to be motivated by losing something than we are to gain something new. Let's say if I were to give you $10 every time you did a certain activity, that may or may not be a motivation for you. $10 in this day and age is not a great deal of money. But let's say every time I caught you doing something, you had to give me $10. Which of those would be more motivating to you? If you're like most people, the thought of losing $10 as opposed to gaining $10 is twice as motivating. So when you're talking to somebody, getting their attention, it may mean talking in terms of what they're losing instead of what they can gain. A great headline might be, how to avoid losing or wasting 95% of your marketing dollars. There's a variety of things that can catch and hold the lizard brain's attention, and we'll talk about them in the next video.